Good Bone Health makes active aging possible. Join us for inspiring conversations from diverse perspectives in osteoporosis from patients, healthcare providers, caregivers, policymakers, researchers, advocates, and innovators. Protect your ability to live your best life. The information and opinions expressed in Bone Talk are not intended to replace the services of trained and qualified health professionals or to be a substitute of medical advice of physicians. You may review the Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation's full medical disclaimer at bonehealthandosteoporosis.org. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bone Talk. I'm Claire Gill, CEO of the Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation. Today, our discussion will focus on an unexpected superfood that's been gaining attention for its remarkable benefits in promoting overall wellness and bone health, prunes. Joining me is Dr. Shereen Hushmand, a professor of nutrition at San Diego State University, registered dietitian, and partner of SunSweet Growers. Her current research interests include nutritional factors that influence aging and interventions to improve physiological changes with aging. Her research also focuses on the role of both natural and synthetic compounds in the prevention and treatment of osteoporosis. Dr. Hussman's extensive background in the field of nutrition, her research contributions, and numerous awards make her the perfect guest to shed some light on the science and benefits of this delectable dried fruit. Dr. Hussman, so nice to see you again. Thank you for being with me today. Hi, Claire. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I've been fascinated by your research for years, and I'm so happy that we've been partnering with you over the last several years. But let's talk a little bit about your background and your work in the field of nutrition, bone health, and aging. So like, what got you started in this area? My graduate degree research training is in nutrition, bone, and joint health. I was intrigued by working on this tissue back then, and I'm still in love with working on bone and bone-related studies and anything really aging-related. I've conducted several clinical studies in postmenopausal women, and of course in men as well, uh, and investigating the effects of prunes on bone health. And in the past few years, I've also conducted clinical studies looking at other aspects of aging, such as cognition, motor function and balance, muscle strength and quality, cardiovascular risk factors, and vascular health. It's really a fascinating topic and something that we all need to know much more about it. It's amazing to me how little we really understand, first of all, about the, the aging process, and particularly in women, and you know how reproductive aging changes so much with us within us biologically as we age. So it's really fascinating to figure out how nutrition plays a role in that specifically to you. And so I remember when we first started working together, prunes didn't come to mind for me, at least when I was, you know, earlier about the benefits that they have to bone health. So can you talk a little bit about your specific research in nutrients and prunes and how they contribute to bone health? And even Alec, how that all works in the body nutritionally? Sure. Um, hopefully, if we are interested in bone health, we know how important calcium and vitamin D are to support bone health, and they should be consumed in sufficient amount. However, there are other nutrients that are important for bone health, such as magnesium, potassium, and polyphenols, boron, copper, zinc, vitamin K, 
and fiber, prune has a good mixture of these nutrients that could improve bone health. While the exact mechanism or mechanisms by which prunes can support bone health is not truly understood, current research suggests several possibilities linked to prunes' nutrient composition and uh, the polyphenol bioactive compounds, which probably act synergistically. Overall, it seems to be the whole prune rather than one single component of the prune. That's really interesting. And then it's fascinating, again, that there are these fruits and vegetables and things that provide so many nutrients in such a small piece of food, right? I mean, I think about the power of the blueberry that we've all heard about too, right? That the anti-inflammatory and the good things that they bring to us. And so the same is can be said of prunes and just kind of understanding some of that is really, really important. And when we talk about the scientific evidence, we get a lot of questions. Obviously, this is nutrition is one thing that everybody who's diagnosed with osteoporosis wants to learn more about. And so I'm really excited that we're talking a little bit more about this, but it's important for us to be able to tell people what that scientific evidence is. So, you know, you talked a little bit about, we're not quite sure exactly what the the process is that makes prunes so valuable, but what does the research say that, you know, how many prunes do we need to eat? What is that balance? What's the right mix of the nutrients that the prune provides? So consumption of fruits and vegetables in general is associated with greater bone mineral density. Among fruits, we specifically have worked with prunes or dried plum mm -hmm. and its role in bone health. And as I mentioned earlier, prunes have nutrients reported to influence bone health, but prunes phenolic compounds are thought to inhibit bone resorption and stimulate bone formation, as well as they have high antioxidant functions. Many preclinical animal and cell culture studies suggest that prune and or even their extract enhance bone formation and inhibit bone resorption through their action on cell signaling that influence osteoblast and osteoclast differentiation. And these are consistent with the findings from the clinical studies that show prunes may exert beneficial effect on bone mineral density. Hmm. These animal study models range from ovirectomize, which is actually the FDA-approved animal model to study postmenopausal bone loss, to young and aged animal models, spinal cord injury animal model, animal models to study bone loss caused in astronauts, radiation workers, and patients undergoing radiotherapy, to even animal models using glucocorticoids. In all these animal studies, which I should emphasize, are conducted in a highly controlled environment, we repeatedly have seen how effective prune is in mitigating bone loss. But there are also several clinical studies, clinical trials that are supporting these animal study findings. For example, I'm going to go over a few of these human study, clinical studies and, that are conducted. For example, a three-month study in 58 postmenopausal women discovered that 100 grams prunes resulted in borderline increases in biomarkers of bone turnover. In another year-long study, we measured changes in bone mineral density in 100 osteopenic postmenopausal women. 
who consume 100 gram prawns daily. These participants also received 500 milligram calcium and 400 IU vitamin D daily. And prawns was able to maintain the bone density at all sites, ulna, spine, femoral neck, total hip, whole body. However, increases in bone mineral density in ulna and spine were significantly greater in the prune group compared to the control group. We did another shorter-term study, um, six months randomized clinical trial in 48 older postmenopausal women. So they were 65 and older. And we showed that consumption of 50 grams of prune is effective as 100 grams of prune in preventing bone loss in this age group. All participants, again, in this study, in addition to their prunes, were receiving calcium and vitamin D, so 500 milligram calcium and 400 IU vitamin D daily, to ensure that those key bone-building nutrients were available to them. A longer-term, one-year-long study was conducted with another group of researchers at Penn State to confirm the findings of our study in a larger sample size, and they also showed that exact similar results as our study that 50 gram prunes can maintain bone density in osteopenic postmenopausal women. We also have shown in men 50 years and older, consumption of 100 grams of prunes daily can help maintain bone density over the course of a year. I know you were also asking me how many prunes, so I'm going to... I was going to say, so if we say 100 grams... Yes. What are we talking about? So 100 grams are 10 to 12. But so in recent studies, we have shown 50 grams, which is five to six prunes daily could be as effective as 10 to 12. So it's okay. easier to take five to six prunes daily. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the men thing, because again, a lot of the studies you were talking about was on women, but the benefit is showing to be similar in men. Uh, but, you know, obviously postmenopausal women with osteoporosis are the ones that so many of these scientific studies are targeting and with good reason. So that makes sense. So like you said, five to six prunes a day, particularly if it's spread out over the day, does it matter if it's spread out every day as long as you're getting a daily amount? That's, that's about yeah, the 50 grams. Yeah, that's right. As long as you have your five to six, you should be good. You're going to spread it throughout the day for sure. Yeah. Honestly, like we all know there has been such a, it's interesting. I'm like the branding of prunes or dried plums, as you said, right? There was a time when we called them dried plums instead of prunes. And now we're kind of back to talking about prunes. And I think everyone's familiar with their benefit on gut health and how that helps keep us regular, as we like to say. But it's really interesting that in older adults who may also have that need, that it's also good for maintaining bone density levels. So that's terrific. It's like I said, again, those superfoods that do more than we expect them to do. And so it's really interesting that people just have that option. I have a question then on the 100 grams of, or the 50 grams of prune, does it matter the format? So if, if you don't eat the, the prune, but you drink prune juice, are there same benefits to the juice as there are to the prunes themselves, the actual fruit? All the studies that we have conducted are with prune, like, you know, as the dried fruit. But there are animal studies that they have looked at the different forms like prune puree, prune, yeah. uh, prune juice, and they all are showing effects, but definitely the effect from the prune as a whole is more better yeah. in the juice and to puree. Yeah, 
that's true, obviously, in all forms of, of, you know, fruits and vegetables. We talk about, you know, getting the actual fruit versus like orange versus orange juice has the better benefit. You get some, you still get benefit, but it's not as significant as the actual fruit itself. So that makes sense. But, but also good to know for people who maybe for whatever reason don't actually eat the dried food, if they're getting some type of prune juice or something like that, that they would get a little bit of benefit to that. But that just goes back to our whole understanding now that we didn't have years ago about how important the actual food and the whole food is itself across the board and so many things when we think about a healthy diet. So that makes sense. So when we think about nutrition and as we grow older, we want to prioritize our bone health throughout the lifespan, but certainly as we get older, how can nutrition play a bigger role in that? What do you think people should do diet-wise to better prioritize their bone health? So I think we actually must prioritize our bone health earlier in life. We often only start caring about our bone health when we already are diagnosed with osteoporosis or osteopenia. But we and our parents should start learning and caring about our bone health from when we are born. We know we have the highest rate of mineral absorption during adolescence, and 90% of the peak bone mass is achieved before we are 20 years old. So here is to my Gen Z listeners to start thinking about their bone health. If some uh, millennials are listening to us, um, you have achieved your peak bone mass by now. Many women will experience bone loss and changes due to pregnancy and hormone shifts. So our efforts should be focused on maintaining bone density during these periods. The next life phase for us is menopausal changes, which are often accompanied by rapid bone loss. We know women can lose up to 20% of their bone density within the five to seven years after menopause. And eventually the bone loss will slow down after initial stage of menopause. So if you are focusing uh, now and speaking to our boomers, we still must be vigilant about providing enough nutrients to maintain bone density. And most importantly, at that point, prevent falls and fractures. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And we're, we've talked about that so often at the Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation that and part of actually, as you know, rebranding the organization from the National Osteoporosis Foundation to Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation was just to do that specifically to make sure people are focusing on bone health and prevention as much as we focus on managing the condition once someone is diagnosed. So it is really important that we focus on nutrition and bone health earlier. So I'm curious if there, besides bone health, um, and I mentioned a little bit about gut health, but what are some of the other properties that make prunes a good food to consume? So prunes have a low glycemic index. They are high in fiber and there are nutrient-rich fruit with high antioxidant qualities. So definitely we are expecting health benefits beyond just bone health effects from this fruit. Some of the areas that are already studied are heart health, satiety, blood glucose and insulin control, and gut health. Several studies have shown that prune can maintain triglycerides, decrease LDL cholesterol, 
increased total antioxidant capacity in comparison to other commonly consumed snacks. Also, one study has shown that in postmenopausal women, consuming 50 grams of prunes, again, five to six prunes per day, can increase HDL cholesterol after just six months and after just six months of consumption and decrease the total cholesterol to HDL cholesterol ratio. Another study in postmenopausal women has shown that 100 grams, that's 10 to 12 prunes daily, can decrease the C-reactive protein, which is a marker of inflammation, after just three months of regular consumptions of prunes. Prune has the higher satiety index when it's compared with other snacks, such as cookies. And as I mentioned, we expect that from prune because it has a low glycemic index. Additionally, when blood glucose and insulin were monitored after consumption of 100 kilocalorie prunes for two hours, so 100 kilocalorie prunes is like 40 grams, like let's say four prunes mm-hmm. for two hours, prunes had the lowest spike in comparison to other common snacks. This is important because stabilizing blood glucose and insulin can also help with improving appetite as well as providing other health benefits. And then lastly, in terms of gut health, so you also mentioned like the bowel movement effect of the prune. So in terms of gut health, a study has shown that mildly to moderately constipated patients can, when they were taking prunes, a prune showed that improved the number of spontaneous complete bowel movements, even better than some commonly used treatments such as cilio. But when we focus in healthy people, so in healthy younger individuals, prune usually doesn't change the bowel movement much per um, several studies that we have monitored the bowel movement in these individuals consuming prunes regularly. This is probably because they already have healthy bowel habits. So that wouldn't affect them much. But also, you also mentioned this, and we have seen in our studies that in our older postmenopausal women, so when we talk about 65 years and older, postmenopausal women who consume prunes for a year regularly, average pain during the bowel movement decreased, and overall the feeling of constipation was less in them in comparison to before they started the study. Yeah, it's so funny. It's like when you think about the conversation and how much it's changed over the last couple of decades where we didn't know anything about, we as consumers didn't know about gut health and how important that is. And I know, except then growing up, when I thought prunes, I thought about gut health and bowel movements, and no one wants to talk about that. And yet, that is such an important signal on whether or not the body's functioning correctly, right? Whether or not we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, and it plays such an important role in that. But I didn't know, that's really interesting about both the cholesterol and the glucose levels on, on controlling those things and helping with that, because that's something that I think everybody these days are looking, we know, again, we know now more important about how good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, and we know about glucose levels and maintaining sugar levels and not having spikes of sugar blasts, and then the body crashes afterwards. So it's really, really fascinating that there are so many things that are right there and available to us that we don't even know about and that can improve our, not you said, not only our bone health, but so many other things that we all think about when we think about a healthy diet. And so I'm glad that prunes can be part of that. And it just, I was thinking about my daughter. Obviously, I had prune samples that I was 
given as we started partnering with Sun Sweet Growers a number of years ago, she loves them. I would pack them in her lunch, particularly the individual ones, and she would just have one or two during the day. But she, as, as a kid, loved it. And I remember thinking that's so funny, like the different dynamic and just like how we advertise things or how we associate things that for her, like you said, they were a sweet scent that she loved. And I think that just does so much better to help you know, her bone health and her cholesterol levels and all of those things that you said that we should be watching for. So it's really nice that we have more knowledge and understanding these days of how individual fruits and vegetables can play such an important role in improving our, our health and particularly our bone health. So we're talking about, again, like you said, like four to five or four to six prunes a day for the 50 milligram and a little bit more for the 100 milligram stuff. But what are some practical tips? Because like I said, I only think of it as, you know, those, like I said, the individual snacks of having prunes. But how else can we incorporate prunes into our diet during the day? So I'll say that we have to aim to eat five to six prunes throughout the day to get all the bone health benefits at least. And probably even the other health benefits that we just covered. If you are new to eating prunes, start slow. You can have one to two per day and then build up the recommended amount of five to six. So our GI will or our gastrointestinal system will adopt to uh, having higher fiber in our diet. So if right. you're not a fiber consumer, then start with one or two and build up to that. Prunes can make a sweet standalone snack are the perfect addition to smoothies, salads, trail mix, oatmeals, and even baked goods. Nutrients in the prune are very stable. You can cook with them, you can add them to foods, or you can even freeze them and have them as uh, smoothies. Yeah, that's really good advice. Like you said, there's a lot of different ways that we can think about getting it into our diet if you're not into like snacking with it. And I think about the smoothies and the... um Oatmeal topper is really interesting too, because I do like a little something sweet in oatmeal. So rather than like a raisin, it could just pop, switch it out and do the prunes and get that, that bone health and cholesterol benefit and stuff. So I'm learning a lot about how I could do this. And I've been working with the Sunsweet Growers for a number of years, and I'm still learning how we can use these fabulous little superfruits in our everyday nutritional consumption. So that's awesome. I appreciate you kind of spending that time with us and I really appreciate all the research you're doing. It really is fascinating and obviously we need so much more information around how best to incorporate nutrition into bone health and how to make it really easy for people to understand that these are the things we need to think about. Like you said, we know calcium and vitamin D, but there are other nutrients that we can get in a you know our normal everyday diet that will help our overall health and help our bone health. So what like if, if we had to take away two to three things that you want everybody listening to this podcast to know, Dr. Usman, what would they be? So number one, bone health should be prioritized across all ages. We should do better to inform all generations about the importance of bone health. Prunes are an important delicious, accessible food-based options to support bone health across the lifespan. So we should add that to our daily diet to improve our bone health at least. And we learn it might have even other health benefits. Yeah. And lastly, 
Our fruit consumption in U.S. is lower than what the U.S. dietary guidelines are recommending. Only 20% of Americans are getting their recommended amount of fruits daily. So why not add a sweet treat like prunes to our daily intake to protect our bone and increase our fruit intake at the same time? That's terrific. That is, Those are really good points to make. And again, I think it's just something that we haven't prioritized when we think about bone health and knowing that there are really things we can do within our daily diet to improve our bone health and to maintain our bone health, at, like you said, at every age, that's really important. So I so appreciate you taking the time to be with us, Dr. Husmund, and um, sharing all of your insights and um, details about your research. And I know that we've focused on some of that research on our website, but we'll also put some of the information and links to people who really want to read more about it and be able to kind of follow up on this and see some of those studies that you recommended um, and that the ones that you've worked on too, I think that's really important. So we'll make sure that we include those with the notes for this podcast. And also, as I said, they're available on our website. And I really, again, I want to thank SunSweet Growers who have been a really important partner to us over the years. They've done so much to help us spread the word about the importance of nutrition and well-balanced diet in improving and maintaining bone health. So thank you to them. As again, I said, we'll have links associated with the resources to this podcast on bonetalk.org. And for more information about how to keep your bones strong and healthy for life, please visit us at bonehealthandosteoporosis.org. I do hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As I said, I learned something new every time I talk to you, Dr. Usman. So um, if you're like me and you enjoyed this episode, please do two things. Subscribe to Bone Talk so that you never miss an episode. And please share this information with your family and friends. Really delighted again that we've had this opportunity to talk about bone health and incorporating prunes into our daily diet. Thank you again, Dr. Usman, for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining Bone Talk, the bone health and osteoporosis foundations podcast that shares information, strategies, and inspiration about good bone health that makes active aging possible. To learn more about bone health, to become involved and or help fuel BHOF's mission with financial support, visit bonehealthandosteoporosis.org. 